will the circle be unbroken? Bye bye, Lord. Bye bye bye. So we've been doing this show for a couple years now, and for a city known internationally for music, honestly, we haven't focused much on music. That changes right now. You're listening to Tripod, New Orleans at 300. I'm Lane Kaplan-Levinson. For that man that, that you're hauling, Oh, I hate to see him go. (laughs) (laughs) That was Herlin Riley and Joe Lasty singing Will the Circle Be Unbroken. Herlin and Joe are both drummers. Herlin played with the Lincoln Center Jazz Orchestra led by Wynton Marsalis for almost 20 years. And Joe's been playing with the Preservation Hall Jazz Band even longer. They've been playing drums their entire lives, and they've been knowing each other that long, too. They're first cousins. I was born in 1958. That's Joe. We're a year apart. I was born in 57. That's Herlin. You're cousins, but you've got to have like a relationship more like siblings in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When we were growing up, you know, we, we, we shared a bed together and, you know, at some points and, you know, wet the bed on each other, that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, you know, occasionally. Sibling stuff, you know? But anyway, back to music. When you think about New Orleans music, you've got jazz. Brass, rhythm and blues, funk, soul, gospel. And you're about to meet one family that's all up in all of that music. A legendary musical family that Herlin and Joe are a part of, the Lasties. And for the Lasty family, all that music started at home on Delary Street. 1807 Delary Street in the Lower Ninth Ward. <laughs> it was our grandparents' house. And because it was our grandparents' house, we, you know, we spent a lot of time there. And so did a lot of musicians who'd come by to jam with the Lasties. People like Professor Longhair came over to the house. Imagine Joe and Herlin, they're toddlers, they're basically learning how to walk, and they're listening to folks like Professor Longhair, R&B, and Dr. John, funk, play with their uncles Melvin, David, and Walter, known as the Lasty Brothers Combo, more R&B. They also were coming over to play with Herlin's mom, Betty, a.k.a. Miss B, a well-known pianist and gospel singer. There's the gospel. And jazz from their jazz pioneering grandfather, Frank Lasty. And um, one of his first engagements was, was in the Waves home. It's where Frank Lasty first learned to play music. The Colored Waves home for boys was a juvenile detention school on the outskirts of New Orleans. And you know who else was sent there at the same time for two years after firing a pistol into the air on New Year's Eve 1912? Louis Armstrong. So these two boys together received their first formal music training. And that's one reason why Herlin says his grandpa Frank was... Very, very steeped in the tradition of New Orleans music and the history of the New Orleans music. Frank Lasty grand marshaled various brass bands in his lifetime, so there's the brass connection, and passed those traditions down to Herlin and Joe through his playing, through his stories, and by literally plopping them on a set of drums at three years old. But by that time, Herlin didn't need to wait for a real first drum set because his first drum? Quaker Oats Grits Box. <laughs> you know, because they were, they were round and they were made out of this hard, this hard cardboard. And so when it was time to throw them away, my, my grandma would say, throw this away, son. I wouldn't throw it away. I'll take it between my legs and make a bongo out of it. It became a bongo. 
So Herlin's banging on a Quaker Oats bongo and listening to his relatives play with the best musicians in the city. And, you know, without even trying yet, there's lots of hard work and trying and determination comes later in his life. But in these early years, he and Joe are just kind of becoming musicians. And then when they're about to enter junior high school, Joe's parents say the words he never wanted to hear. We're moving. Not only are we just moving out of New Orleans, we're moving to Long Island. What went through your head when your parents said you were moving? I didn't like it. I, I really did not like it. I was standing at my window on one cold and crowded day. You're listening to Tripod, New Orleans at 300. I'm Lane Kaplan Levinson. Me and my dad, we was getting into it because I want my heart was in New Orleans. It wasn't in New York. Joe was not happy. He knew he was destined to be a musician. And being plucked from Delary Street, he felt he was missing out on all the people and sounds that he was so immersed in in New Orleans. So up on Long Island, Joe figured out how to keep that music close. Let me tell you one thing about that, my dear. You know how I used to go to the library, check out books? Well, during that time, I was checking out Pete Fountain and I heard in Preservation Hall. Remember those names. I was checking out that stuff so I could keep this music, this traditional music, in my head. It's amazing that you had that desire and that commitment at like 13 years old. That's right. He did that for six years, every single day begging his parents to send him back to New Orleans. And then finally, in 1976, Joe Lasty returned to 1807 Delary Street and graduated from George Washington Carver High School. And now, I, I don't mean to jump, do you know I wind up playing on the stage with all three of them? Pete Fountain and I heard in Preservation Hall. That's crazy. I said, whoa. Delary Street was the musical home front for Joe and Herlin. And then there was the school marching band at Carver High. Both Herlin and Joe studied with now legendary music educator Yvonne Bush. You might not have heard of her, but in the world of New Orleans music, she's a huge deal. And then there was a third pillar, the church, Herlin Riley. There was a certain groove, a certain kind of beat that they played in church. But it was like, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it, Herlin and Joe both played drums in the Guiding Star Spiritual Church on the corner of Durbany and Vincent Streets in the Ninth Ward. This is also where they learned the hard way that there was a difference between the music they could play at home and at church. When I was at home, I was hearing James Brown and I heard Cold Sweat. Soul music. And Herlin loved hearing that soul music played at home, especially this James Brown tune, Cold Sweat. I don't care about your so he'd be playing drums in church. And I try to, I try to sneak a little cold sweat in there. My grandpa would say, uh-uh, son, uh-uh, you don't do that in here. You don't do that here. You do that outside. You play When you're playing in church music, you keep it straight. And so, you know, I, I took it to heart. So this, what you play in church is what you play in church. Well, yeah, that's that's definitely my, my vibe. Both cousins still play gospel music in their respective churches. 
But that childhood church, the Guiding Star Spiritual Church, is now gone. Katrina washed it away, you know, so it's somewhere in, the history, in our memory. It's in our memory now. White church. There are lots of conversations about preserving New Orleans culture, and music in particular. Getting young people excited about musical instruments, playing in brass bands, all that, so that these traditions live on. But what about the Lasty family? When I asked that to Herlin, he said, it's so unfortunate that some of the younger members of the family, their lives have been cut short. I've lost two nephews who were, who were actually musicians. Um, as a matter of fact, I just lost one of my nephews who played the tuba. Um, he, he, he passed away in September, this past September. And um, his brother played the trombone. Well, he was killed in 2004. The police killed him. The police claimed Joseph Williams was trying to run them over with a stolen truck. He was unarmed when they shot and killed him, and no charges were brought against the officers. That was in 2004. Then in September 2017, Joseph's brother, Arian Macklin, died of poor health. These brothers were founding members of the Hot 8 Brass Band. Three generations after their great-grandfather, Frank Lasty, brought brass instruments out into the street. Hot 8 is an evolution of what their great-grandfather started. Because the Hot 8 Brass Band also started at 1807 Delaware Street. And we were looking for them to be the next generation of musicians to keep the legacy up. Unfortunately, they passed away. That's horrible. I'm sorry. Now I look like no one's, you know, passing the torch, you know. But you never know. You never know. You never know. Right. You still have hope. If you have to think of the song that most ties you back to to the Lasties, to your family. Yeah. Oopoopadoo ties me to the family because uh, it's, it's my Uncle Jesse Hill who's singing it. It's my grandmother's brother. And he's, he sings the song. My Uncle David last he played, plays the, the saxophone solo on it. <laughs> I want to tell you about Oopoopadoo. Baby, they call me the most. Oopoopadoo. Baby, they call me the most. Well, I won't stop trying till I create disturbance in your mind. You know, and to let you know, Jesse Hill, who made Oopoopidoo, is trombone shorty and James Andrews' uh, grandfather. And so, so we're, t we're connected to them as well. What, did you think they weren't related to trombone shorty and James Andrews? I've officially created a new game called Six Degrees of Lasty. So we have a lot of wonderful memories, you know, being the family. And I, I feel very fortunate growing up in a musical family because, you know, the music has come to me so naturally and, and the spirit of the music has, has been a part of me all of my life. And, you know, and so uh, even even now I, I feel so at home when I'm at the drums. You know, even, even sometimes when I'm feeling bad or, I, you know, I can go to the drums and play music and feel healed. All right, this is a kind of a joke question. 
but you know, you're part of this Lasky family, but you got a different last name. Was there ever a part of you that was like, man, I wish I was a Lasty? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Herlin's dad married into the Lasty family when he married piano player and gospel singer Betty Lasty. Absolutely. I, I You know, my name is Riley. And so, uh, but, you know, when I was starting to come up, they would actually, you know, call me Lasty. Come here, little Lasty. You know, and I, and I took that with pride because, you know, my, that's the family legacy, the musical legacy of the family, the Lasties. I was it's, wishing he would have changed his name earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's just going to start calling you Herlin Lasty. Yeah, hey, that's my cousin, Herlin Lasty. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Tripod is a production of WWNO New Orleans Public Radio in collaboration with the Historic New Orleans Collection and the Midlow Center for New Orleans Studies at UNO. Special thanks to Evan Christopher for the opening theme music, to the entire Tripod editorial committee, and to Tripod editor Eve Abrams. Catch Tripod on the air Thursdays during Morning Edition and again on Mondays during All Things Considered. You can hear Tripod whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and rate us and review us. Also follow us on social media at Tripodnola, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I hope you enjoyed hanging out with Herlin, Riley, and Joe Lasty as much as I did. That's kind of what I wanted this whole episode to be about, that we were just kind of all hanging out, which is what I did, and I wanted to share that experience with all of you. This was actually the first in a series of episodes that will focus on the rich history of New Orleans music, so check out the next one. It's going to be about a Mexican military band that took the city by storm in the 80s. And by the 80s, I mean 1884. Until then, I'm Lane Kevin Levinson, and I'll tripod you later. <laughs> there you have it. A little land yap. You got a little land yap, Lane. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That was beautiful.